flood protection secrets the podcast to the protection against heavy rain and flooding by dr flood andreas klippa so the big challenge is how can house owners like you and me get a flood free home How can business managers like you and me get a flood-free company? And how can public servants provide flood-free, critical infrastructure and livable cities? Flood Protection Secrets The podcast by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippa This podcast is for foresighted and proactive people who do not want to shovel the muddy water out of their room while standing in the midst of the disaster. Therefore, those who design and plan, the architects and engineers need to construct such buildings and cities and that even when the entire environment is completely flooded. That is a challenge and this podcast will give the answers. Flood Protection Secrets, the podcast by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippe. Yeah, I said last time Anthony was speechless uh, because uh, of the flood barrier price. And uh, today we want to dig a little bit deeper, uh, which were the reasons. So I mentioned already some in the last episode, uh, certainly The supplier who um, submitted a quotation to Anthony, um, the house owner in the Philippines, uh, yeah, uh, focused on the barriers because Anthony was asking for it. And um, I think so, at least. And uh, then Anthony exactly got what he was asking for. And uh, I mentioned last time that is uh, similar to uh, building a house. You also start with having an idea and then you talk, you get some prices perhaps uh, from the internet or from the secondhand market. So you have the first idea about the price range and then you go most probably to an architect and uh, you will ask for a design, but uh, the architect will not start drawing anything if you don't pay him. So you must pay him for his design. And then you get a first draft and then you might change the draft and you say, oh, no, I don't like this living room um, like that. I want to put my sofa at this corner and television should be there and the window should be a little bit bigger. And then the architect um, has to make a revision and he will charge you for this revision. And um, um, then you might perhaps not like uh, the uh, entrance door. You want to have a bigger door, door at the entrance instead of 86 centimeters opening width of a standard door. Uh, you, you want to have it uh, wider uh, and uh, perhaps a big wooden one. You Perhaps you say, oh, instead of 2 meter 50 uh, ceiling height, uh, I want to have it 3 meters or 350. Oh, I like that. Then the architect has to change everything again because that also plays a role on the whole construction, the stability of the building, and so on and so forth. But today we want to talk, uh, the, and, and yeah, we want to talk about some details because I said last time um, one thing what plays a role is first um, the type of barrier. Yeah, so that that is one of the first things we have to to decide. Um, and uh, no, no, let me even even go one one uh, one step backwards. Um, I mentioned in our last uh, episode that uh, there are three possibilities to protect something, uh, 
from the danger of floods. Uh, that is a house itself, so you protect uh, at the doors, at the windows, at any opening, huh? shafts uh, leading to the basement perhaps. Then the garage, so you protect your garage from the front side, so where normally the opening is, where you drive in and drive out, <clears throat> and uh, perhaps the side door as well. And or the garden, that means a whole lot, you protect your the, the lot from the street side. So. Of course, you, what you need is you need a stable fence. It's not a fence. What you need is a wall. Now, um, a chicken wire will not be enough because the water <laughs> will find the way and will flood you. So, um, of course, you need a, a stable, stable um, wall to stabilize it and um, make it really stable. Because there was one one time one example in a, in a subdivision in the Philippines where the whole wall of the condominium area of the subdivision collapsed because this wall was not made to withstand the water pressure. And then, of course, the wall is collapsing. But that is another story. So, um, it doesn't play any role which solution you, uh, you, uh, you choose. But we must know it. We must know, do you want to protect it from the house side? Do you want to protect the garage as well? Uh, so, means at the building or from the, uh, from the street uh, means the whole lot. That is a fundamental decision because it depends on how far is it away. Um, do we have to think about the public public area in front of your lot? There is a pavement that belongs to the municipality, so you are not allowed to construct whatever it is. So all these things play play a question, and um, and how big, how how huge is your lot? Huh? Will it be um, will it be flooded um, even in case that you uh, put barriers at the entrance uh, to your lot um, because it's just continues to rain so and <laughs> if your lot is huge enough and the water cannot leave it anymore and everything is concealed with concrete then of course uh, it is like a swimming pool it is like a bathtub and you fill in water it's like your bathtub at home or in a hotel yeah you you open the faucet and you let the water flow and of course you you close the drainage then after a while, I don't know, perhaps one hour, half an hour, depends, uh, um, your bathtub is, is filled with water and then it will overflow. And that is the same thing what will happen with your lot. That means at this moment you need a drainage system, you must pump out the water because the drainage itself doesn't help you. Uh, but so these are fundamental questions. That is another story. Today we talk about the type of barriers, of flood barriers. And uh, you must first understand, and uh, that is what I also told to Anthony, the house owner, the homeowner. Uh, look, um, first you must understand what kind, what type of barriers are available. But normally I don't start like that. I ask the customer always, uh, what do you want to protect? Uh, and Anthony said, oh, of course, my family in the house and I want to protect my inventory. Uh, all my hard-earned money. Uh, was spent for all the beautiful things inside, for the furniture, for television, for the kitchen, the accessories, the clothes, jewelry for the wife. <laughs> and of course, I spent a lot of money for my beautiful car. Uh, and um, yeah, so I said, okay, fine, I understand that. The next question is, do you want to protect it directly at the house? And his garden was not that big, was not a, a, a huge compound. It was a typical garden, perhaps a, 300 square meters or something like that. Not really huge, huh? even even smaller. In the Philippines, uh, the gardens, the lots are not really huge unless you are very rich and you have a real comp huge compound. Then, yes, the gardens are bigger. 
uh, but that was not the case. So it was about, I think, 300 square meters, something like that. I said, okay, there are two possibilities. Uh, you can uh, close uh, the doors um, directly. So your main door, your terrace door, you have a side entrance as well. That is normally for, for a house housemate. They have an extra entrance from the side um, of the building and uh, you can protect your garage. That is possible. Uh, but you can also do that from the garden because he had already a very stable wall um, very well done, so um, not the typical the typical concrete one that was in the, at the front side. It was even uh, with bricks. So what is quite unusual in the Philippines? Very often you simply have concrete, very ugly. Uh, it doesn't look good. But in good subdivisions, uh, you don't have these front walls. Um, uh, you you have nice fences as well, but um, you have uh, these uh, these ugly. <laughs> ugly walls at the left side, at the right side, at the back side. That's the first thing what these people are all doing. That has to do with, uh, with, uh, with uh, safety. And it has also to do that the people don't want that anybody is, is watching in your house or who you meet and in this and that. Naya, anyway, other countries. So, and to take this decision, you must understand what kind of barrier types are existing and how you want to do that. Because it has a consequence. So, uh, yeah, the first thing is what I was explaining. Look, uh, there are four different types of barriers. These are the portable barriers. You can transport them. You install them when you need them. Second group are doors and gates. Yeah, the doors are flat doors and flat gates are installed. You just close them when you need them. Third group are automatic flat barriers. So they they close automatically or they operate automatically. And that can have, uh, yeah, there are different different ways. So they, they move in a way. And the group number four, these are permanent uh, flat walls uh, like glass walls. Yeah. Okay, you might say glass walls for a private homeowner. That is, that is ridiculous. No, it's not true. Uh, because uh, there, is, uh, there are customers like that. Our friends from Flood Control International in the United Kingdom they have um, equipped the homeowners with a combination of um, glass walls and um, demountable flood barriers. Now, you can also make a combination with, uh, with doors and glass walls. Why glass walls? Because the moment the people don't want to have these ugly concrete walls, because you feel like in jail, then you decide to go for glass walls. Yeah, okay. So these are the four, four groups, portable flood barriers, door, flood doors, flood gates, and automatic uh, flood uh, systems, uh, flood protection systems, and or flood barrier systems, and permanent flood barrier systems. So what's the difference? So let's start with these portable ones. I explained to Anthony, look, Anthony, um, you, you asked me whether you protect your main door and your garage with uh, barriers or you protect your lot from the street side. And uh, the most common one are demount with flat barriers. So these demount with flat barriers are, uh, yeah, uh, aluminum profiles. They are hollow. They are they they are sturdy. Um, they should be sturdy. Uh, so um, there are different uh, different uh, things you have to consider. Uh, I don't want to dis dis mention now all, all things like like the, the sheet thickness. Uh, of the aluminum that plays a role. The thickness of the profile plays a role. For instance, the ISD mounted flood barriers have 67 millimeters of thickness. That makes a difference to a flood barrier that is only 25 millimeters thick. 
which one is more sturdier, which one will will resist an impact of floating debris or a huge wave. I recently I recently saw um, I recently saw a flood door that was uh, in Qatar. And uh, there was a huge flooding in October 27, 2023. And, and I have visited this uh, basement uh, just some weeks after uh, because this basement was flooded by about four meters. And that happened within one hour only. So, um, and then I saw all the damages. <laughs> and these were damaged cars. Uh, so there were 35 damaged cars in total and I could still see some, some three or four were still standing there and I, I saw Mercedes completely damaged. You can only imagine how dirty and damaged such a car can be. But what was shocking me more was this um, double, double leaf door. So I think the height was uh, three meters or something like that um, and uh, or, or even more, uh, at least three meters. And um, two leaves, yeah, so uh, left and right side. And this door was open. And uh, one side, the right side, was completely damaged as if the Incredible Hulk would have uh, um, boxed inside. Yeah, so I made a photo about that and <laughs> perhaps I, I make a video about it one day. And, uh, and uh, it is incredible and uh, incredible how intensive the impact of the of the flood wave was and now imagine this and and that it can demolish a sturdy heavy duty double leaf door in such a way and that was not only damaged a little bit that was really damaged in a way that you can really throw it away that was like the incredible hulk is just boxing inside and um that is how what you have to consider. And now imagine you have a flood barrier system with a thickness of 25 millimeters um, or 35 millimeters, uh, and uh, there's another one with 67. So which one is more more resistant when it comes to a, an impact of a wave, a flood wave, or impact of floating debris? That is the next because thousand things are f are swimming around. The cars were swimming around, by the way. Huh? Um, you can imagine uh, four meters of water. Everything is swimming inside huh? uh, be before it's before it fa it's falling down. Huh? No, after after a while, um, um, there was damage every, really everywhere. So the, that is a demand with flood barrier, and they can be inserted into side channels. Uh, yeah, inside a door opening or in front of a door opening. So, yeah. Uh, surface mounted at the wall of your of your building uh, or surface mounted at the garage of your building you can also insert it uh, recess mounted that means inside the door frame it's not the door frame because you still have your door you you want uh, to use your door it's just in front so you need enough space so the wall must be thick enough then it's also possible yes you can also do that from inside but nobody would do that in a house because uh, the house doors are always opening to the inner side and you cannot open your door anymore. Of course, you protect it from outside. That makes sense because the water pressure is coming from outside. And um, that is the right location to install flood barriers. Um, but I just want to mention uh, these things are, are possible. Yes, and you can also do that with an L-shape and U-shape in front um, because fire exit doors are swinging to the outer side. That is a big difference, but we are talking about a private house. 
uh, a private house um, is normally not having fire exit doors. Yeah? But that is for industrial buildings. Then you must, uh, you must enclose this uh, fire exit door that it still can swing out to the outer side. So that the easy thing is you, you make a barrier shape of a yeah, kind of U-shape or C-shape um, that the door can still swing outside. The people can leave in, in case of emergency. It's another topic. So in this case, uh, you install the barriers and um, uh, front uh, to the door, that's possible. And the alternative, and then you, you store them. You can hang them at the, at the wall. You can store them in a box, in a crate. Uh, you can store them at the centralized warehouse for bigger houses, uh, bigger, bigger systems. Um, uh, you should think about a storage system, of course. Huh? And uh, yeah, what else? Then you can consider not to protect at your main door, at your side door and your garage. You can protect it uh, like what another customer was doing. That was not Anthony. <coughs> um, it was another customer with a BMW and a, and, um, and a Mercedes in the Philippines in a, in a rich subdivision. And um, he protected his uh, house uh, with three entrances, two gates and a main door from the street side with demountable flood barriers at the street side. So he preferred this solution. Um, in Yeah, so and all the barriers are stored close to every entrance. Normally, the distance, um, yeah, the distance uh, between the entrances at a uh, in a house at a lot uh, are not that huge. That means everything is close to each other, so it's not that far away. Um, when you compare that with a, uh, let me say, with a hotel, five-star hotel, huge hotel uh, with 500 beds. And you have, we have had such an installation of so 67 entrance, entrances. And um, um, this, um, this hotel um, just ha had 200, uh, 400 meters uh, length at every side. So 400, 400, 400, 400. 1.6 kilometers was a perimeter. Uh, you can imagine uh, about the distances. Yeah, and um, including basement parkings, five basement parkings. So that means uh, at this moment you must decide wisely what kind, uh, where you store the demand with flood barriers. Huh? Uh, so it makes sense to store them at every entrance that they are ready to use in case of emergency in the middle of the night, uh, 24, 24 7, uh, 365 days a year. So in this case for our homeowner, Anthony, so that was one possibility. The other possibility is to protect the, the, uh, the house from the street side um, by closing like what the other customer has done in the subdivision um, with the two gates and uh, the main door. Um, but I'm, I'm explaining what kind of barriers you have. So another barrier are these Inero mobile flood barriers. Yeah, um, Inero mobile flood barriers or Inero mobile flood barriers. I always say Inero. Huh? Um, Inero mobile flood barriers um, uh, are um, a, a very, very good product. They come from Sweden, and um, uh, you can you, you can install them uh, without any civil works and on every ground. Every ground means along the street. Um, you can it, uh, you can put it in your huge garden if you have a huge garden and you want to redirect the water that it is not flowing exactly to your house and you can um, work with the slope of your lot. Uh, that is that is important because 
uh, every ba barrier needs to have a beginning and an end. And these mobile flood barriers are not made to protect um, an individual door entrance. They are made for longer distances, for longer opening widths, uh, longer lengths. And um, normally they need also a wall fastener at the left side and a wall fastener at the right side. Uh, clear that no water can, can, pass, uh, can pass by and uh, pass through, uh, through it. Um, and these mobile um, Inero mobile flood barriers have a huge, huge advantage because you can put them on gravel, on asphalt, on concrete, on sand, on, on every soil. Even with curbstones, uh, you can uh, uh, consider that. There's no problem with it. I, I just um, visited um, our customers in Qatar at uh, Qatar Foundation and uh, in front of the Qatar National Convention Center in Doha. So whoever is in Doha right now, because they are still... Uh, in the monsoon time, that is a rainy season over there, uh, these barriers are uh, partly uh, installed. So you just go to the National Convention Center in Doha and there's almost one kilometer of these barriers installed. Uh, and uh, that has a huge, huge advantage because um, to protect at this Qatar National Convention Center, every single entrance, it's quite difficult because there's a lot of glass facades and swing doors and this and that. So that's quite complicated. So the, the, the um, Qatar Foundation decided to protect the whole building with these Inero mobile flood barriers. So good decision. So these were the portable systems. And now, yeah, let's move to the doors and gates. Um, I think I talk about the doors and gates next time because... Um, that was uh, quite a lot of stuff today. <laughs> so we were talking about Anthony and his private house. And then I talked a little bit uh, about the Qatar National Convention Center with the Inero Mobile Flood Barriers. That is, um, uh, yeah, these were the two types. The RS Demountable Flood Barriers or Demountable Flood Barriers. The Inero Mobile Flood Barriers. Yes, there are also other mobile flood barriers. Um, but in another episode, I will tell why I am choosing the Inero mobile flood barriers, and for me, these are the best mobile flood barriers in the world because you can store up to 100 meters in one crate, uh, um, size of an office office uh, table, 100 meters, and you can use them up to 100 years with good maintenance. And the installation of uh, of um, uh, um, 700 meters, 700 meters is done in in three uh, in four hours. Yeah. Imagine that, 700 meters in four hours. Um, somebody should tell to the people here in Germany during the last flooding, uh, when, when they're all sh uh, shoveling the sand and putting the sand in the sandbags, hey guys, it's much easier to put to put a, uh, a flood wall. So that's what we're going to do. So these are the mobile flood barriers and, um, um, uh, and, uh, and we call all together portable ones because you can, you can transport them and put them uh, at the place uh, uh, of the openings where you want to protect yourself against the danger of flooding. Yeah, that's it for today. Um, in the next episode, I talk about uh, flood doors and flood gates. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we talk about automatic systems and permanent glass walls for all who love glass. Uh, that reminds me to, to go to the aquarium again and, yeah, watch to all the nice uh, fishes over there because that is similar to flood um, walls uh, made by glass. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, and as always, stay safe and flood free.
I wish and hope for you that you make the right decisions when it comes to your personal flood protection. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast channel if you haven't already. Now it only remains for me to wish you a good day. Do something with it. Maybe until the next podcast episode. I would be very happy. See you then. As always, stay safe and flood free. Your Andreas Klippe and the whole Flood Experts team. That's it again with a new episode of Flood Protection Secrets. The podcast by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippe, German engineer, book author, and head of the Flood Experts. What can Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippe, protect for you? Anytime? Worldwide? Contact us or just click through to www.thefloodexperts.de slash bonus. Detailed engineering. German quality. Safe. Flood protection secrets. The secrets you'll want to unfold. Don't forget, you're only one flood barrier away. Subscribe to the season, and you'll never be late for an episode. <laughs>